Welcome to the Fresh is the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kay Fresh. We're at episode 15. It's January 28th, 2016. And there's a lot of cool shit going on. Uh, currently, in my real life, I'm, you know, on vacation from my day job. And no, I don't do any sort of music thing or writing thing or whatever for my main day job. I do crappy tech support for my main day job and the job sucks job really sucks and i'm glad to be away from it but at the same time i keep thinking about it because i'm trying to think of ways to get out of it because i've been at that job for 10 and a half years now so that's my main goal in life right now is to find out what's next how to build myself a platform to sustain in life to make money in a different way not just a crappy day job and I hate when people say, well, it pays pays the bills. Of course I know that. I already know that. Quit telling me that. Don't ever tell anybody that. That does not make anybody feel better. They're comfortable in knowing that, but it doesn't make anybody feel better. So I don't know what to do next because it's such like, I don't know what I want to do. I, don't, I know what I'm good at, but the stuff that I'm good at, I don't know if I'm happy doing it anymore. So I'm at those crossroads right now, so I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. If anybody has any suggestions, anybody want to hire me to do anything, writing, music thing, wrestling thing, whatever, you know, drop me an email, uh, questions at freshofthepodcast.com, or you can email me at the djkfresh at gmail.com. That's my personal email, and uh, that would be fucking great, but I don't know what I want to do. So I'm, I'm trying to take this time away from that job to kind of figure that out. And honestly, doing this podcast for the past few months has opened opened me up a lot to make me think about things like that and again really get get in touch with, you know, what I wanted to be doing in life. So, um I feel like I need to leave that job soon or I'm going to kill myself or crack or snap on somebody <laughs> uh cuz I'm definitely not feeling well at that. Uh, enough of that bullshit aside, uh, let's talk a little wrestling. Uh, this past Raw on Monday night was a great episode uh, in fallout of the Royal Rumble. Uh, got to see my favorite wrestler in the world, AJ Styles, in his first singles match against Chris Jericho. That's a match that so many of us have been waiting to to see for forever. And it was a really good match, you know. Chris Jericho, he might be a little past his prime. He's a little slow in the ring, but AJ Styles is really good at selling, and he very he's he's fucking phenomenal, man. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. So it was great. This finally, I, I'm still emotional about him being in the WWE. It's where he belongs. He should be on the top, the top stage, the center stage of all professional wrestling, and that's where he is right now. Uh. One of the funniest moments had to do with the social outcasts. Uh, they were in the ring cutting a promo with Flowrider, and Flowrider has the official theme song of WrestleMania, and WWE has the worst official theme songs sometimes. So, But they did a whole segment together. But the funny thing is, Bo Dallas went into a rap battle with Flowrider, and I think the intention was to put over Flowrider, but in the end... 
they unintentionally put over Bo Dallas because it was hilarious. And Bo Dallas's rhymes were actually better than Flo Rida. Flo Rida ain't got no rhymes. Flo Rida really isn't a rapper. He he kind of raps, but he he's more of just a pop artist. So that was kind of a funny that was a funny moment. Um, it looks like they're setting up more towards a triple threat match at some point. I don't know if it's going to be at the next pay-per-view Fastlane or at WrestleMania in the the Divas division between Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte, and, um, oh, my God, I'm being an idiot right now. <laughs> oh, and Sasha Banks. Oh, my, I can't believe, why did I forget about Sasha Banks, man? Oh, she she's the best, man. But they uh, there was a Sasha Banks. Yeah, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch match on Monday. And, oh, it looked like it was about to be lit. But then Charlotte came in and started just beating everybody up, you know. So they're definitely setting up some sort of triple threat match. So hopefully that goes down at WrestleMania and they just give them enough time to really cook on that. Uh, the end the end of Raw came, you know, there was just a tag team match between uh, Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose versus the League of Nations. Ended pretty much with uh, Roman Reigns giving some retribution to Rusev from what he uh, when he put when Rusev put him through a table on in Ro- at the Royal Rumble. So Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns put Rusev through the table, but in the end, because uh, early on in the in the in in Raw, there was the decision that the Authority would come out and you know select what the the main event for the next pay-per-view Fastlane would be, and and that that match would be whoever wins that match would be the number one contender for the heavyweight belt at WrestleMania to go against Triple H. So at the end of Raw, it ended with that decision being made, and at Fastlane, it's going to be a triple threat match. It's going to be Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns versus The Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. So that should be pretty lit. And guess what? Raw is coming to Detroit the day after Fastlane. So whatever happens to the next pay-per-view, we get to see the fallout of that here in Detroit. So I'm, I'm fucking geeked. And speaking of local events here, this Saturday, NXT is coming to Detroit at the Royal Oak Music Theater. My brother bought tickets for me and him. So I'm really excited to be at the first NXT show that's happening in Michigan. Uh, so definitely we'll uh, tell you what happens from that. Um, other wrestling I really want to talk about is TNA wrestling. It's being very, very under, under you know, it's not being talked about that much. They just started uh, on Pop TV. I don't know who gets fucking Pop TV. Uh, it's a state. It's some sort of station. I guess it used to be the TV Guide Network, whatever, and they reformatted it to call it Pop TV. And uh, TNA Wrestling, uh, TNA Impact Wrestling, is kind of like one of their flagship uh, um, shows now. It's been on for four weeks now, and I've been able to to catch it in my own ways. And th- the product is so much better than what it used to be uh, when it was on Destination America or even before that. Uh, they really kind of eased back on their on the the programming they're not so in your face they're not so just about everything you know um they they the storylines are a little bit simpler they're um and they're just 
they're not going into all these super complicated things where you're just like, what the hell's going on? I need a I need a right thing. I need a playbook to understand what the hell's going on. But uh, right now, uh, not this past week, but previous week, uh, there was a last man standing match between Matt Hardy against the champion EC3, and in the end, Matt Hardy just did a crazy heel heel turn and was able to uh, win the the TNA belt with help from EC3's former, now former, sort of bodyguard, Titus. And so now Titus is on uh, Matt Hardy's side. Matt Hardy's a heel. He's like called like Big Money Matt Hardy. Uh, he has his wife on his side. He's he's kind of taking things now. He's he's and it's, it's a really cool thing that's going on. And now he's kind of feuding with his brother Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy's still still a babyface. So it's really cool. One of the coolest thing, things that happened on this you know past week's uh, TNA Impact Zone was that there's the unveiling of a new stable called the decay and it first started with this really really crazy looking chick uh and her name is rosemary she came out and uh, apparently she's a wrestler uh that used to be on the indies uh, her name is courtney rush and she came out talking all crazy and then this other wrestler he he goes by of course crazy steve came out to join her but then it was like the the, the biggest uh, unveil was the third member abyss so you got abyss crazy steve and rosemary just three crazy looking freaking people in this uh in this clique called the decay so that was that was really cool they went up against the the wolves they like stole like before i guess they stole the wolves tag team belts so that that was really cool. And one of my favorite things that's going on in Impact Wrestling right now is the was the debut of Mike Bennett and Marie Kanellis of the Kingdom. We know him as the Kingdom in Ring of Honor, but they came over, they got hired by TNA, and they and they have this sort of gimmick of being the miracle, like the miracle, the miracle Mike Bennett. You know, he's here to save professional wrestling. He's he's here to build a kingdom, and I, dude, I just totally love it. It's it's at first you might think it's a little corny, but if you just really listen to it, it's a really great gimmick, and I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to see what comes with that. And I hope hopefully Mike Bennett gets a shot at the at the at the at the TNA belt. So I'm really excited to see what goes on in TNA because I feel like they're finally stepping back and starting to develop their talent instead of being so reactionary with everything. Uh, so more good wrestling is better for the whole industry. So I really want TNA to, to really get together and strive to be a good company. Okay, so that's enough talking with that. Okay, this week's uh, guest on my on the podcast is... One of my favorite hip-hop artists from the past five years. And he came on here to not talk about music, to talk about wrestling. So we, we talked a whole lot about wrestling. I think a few of the things we talked about might be a little bit outdated now be, because we, we talked maybe like a week and a half or half ago. And some things have happened in the Royal Rumble and on Raw already. But we definitely talked about a lot of just vague wrestling things. So my guest this week is... Brooklyn, New York, MC, Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. 
I am so I was so super stoked to be able to get him for the podcast. He's been he's been one of my favorites. He's done a whole string of uh, of mixtapes over the past five years or so, and he put out a couple. He did put out an EP through uh, Universal uh, Republic um, a few years ago, but that deal kind of went sour real quick. He didn't even really want to talk about it. I was trying to touch upon it in the interview. You'll hear, but he didn't really. He don't give a fuck about talking about that shit anymore. So it was, but. We had a really, you know, really good chat about wrestling in general. Then even after the fact, during the Royal Rumble, me and him, you know, texted each other back a few times about what happened. He wasn't really happy with, with, with what happened at the end of Royal Rumble with Triple H winning. I understand it. We all kind of understood that that was going to happen. It wasn't much of a shocker. So let's get to the interview with Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. Good man, how you doing? Hey, shit, man, ready to rant about wrestling. I want to rant. Ready to rant. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, um, you know, not to just like, you know, you know, blow smoke up your ass, but I'm really excited to talk to you because you've definitely been one of my favorite um, rappers from the past five years. Oh, and. Uh, I was, and since, uh, you know, around 2011, when you, you know, came out with Lost in Transla- uh, Translation uh, mixtape, I've definitely been, you know, just following your career and whatnot, so it was really cool to, you know, be able to talk with you, so, you know, thanks for taking the time out. Yo, you had me at, you had me at wrestling. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Word, yeah, um, yeah, because I've, I've, you know, always noticed you're a big wrestling fan, um, and I see that you've, uh, you know, you follow WWE, follow New Japan, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's some of the stuff you've been uh, looking into these days? Um, I, I watch everything, man. Like I watch I watch everything, like everything. But um I just got into New Japan like probably like a year ago when uh when, when Jim Ross did Russell Kingdom last year. Yeah. I, yeah, that's when I kinda I was like, Oh Jim Ross? I did I watched it just to see him and then I seen everybody, I was like, Oh, this shit is crazy and that's kinda how I got into it. But I, I, you know, I miss out on some shit. But when I can catch it, I, I catch it. Like I watched, uh, I watched Russell Kingdom last week or whatever. It's pretty good. Yeah, that was that was a crazy. Uh, that was a crazy event. And um, I didn't see, I didn't get to see Tanahashi and Okada yet, though. I was, I've been busy. But I seen everything else. Like I seen AJ. I seen, I seen AJ and Nakamura. I seen, I seen all the other shit. But I didn't get to see the last match. Uh, so don't, don't tell me nothing. <laughs> I don't know who won, but don't tell me. <laughs> now I, I won't tell you any details, but it was a really good match. It was really good. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Everybody saying that. But I don't want to see them fight again. Like I, I'm sick of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, I'm sick of them now. That's 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 one of the things about New Japan is like you see like in some way, shame, shape, or form, like the same combinations of matches so much. Yeah, yeah, see, uh, WWE is like that too. <laughs> right, but like you'll see them on one day, then they'll they'll fight on SmackDown, like uh like I'll win today, then you'll win you'll win on Monday, Tuesday, then we'll fight the pay per view again, then that Monday we'll do a rematch, like you know that's how you doing it. And then they'll take like you know three different sort of rivalries, put them all together as a six man match. Yeah, six man tag. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a then it's a DQ. Kane comes down, corporate Kane comes down, it's a DQ. <laughs> you, know, you know how they do. You can just paint my numbers. Definitely. Uh, when did you, you know, when did you originally get into wrestling? Man, I've been, I've been into wrestling since like 
<laughs> like, yeah. do you do you I'm feel like NXT for a little while? I'm, I'm like uh, one of my best friends is um, uh, Chris Hero. I don't know if you know Chris Hero. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah, that's like one of my best friends. I don't know if you know that. Oh, uh, word. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my nigga. Man. That's my brother. But um, but yeah, like I we always laugh. I always laugh. I tell him like yeah, we had like the same career and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we always laugh about the guy because he was like. He he was around with like Punk and Brian and Cesaro or yeah you know what I'm saying like he was in the taxi with Cesaro then he went to WWE and they worked out now you're in the independence and he like killing shit like I don't know if you've seen his work lately but it's just been like I think he's like the best he's ever been you know what I'm saying so yeah it's just, it's just you know it's just part of the game it's, you know just to parallel it once again you know what I mean but um yeah it's just, you know I so I just look at it like. I'm just like rap's Chris Hero, you know what I'm saying? And like even like times when I was like frustrated with music, I would talk to him. He'd be like, "Man, fuck that shit. You gotta tell me, yo, kill these niggas out, kill on, kill on." So it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just be like that. It's just interesting. It's interesting how things parallel, man. Do you uh, do you feel like when you got signed to Universal Republic, they were just kind of trying to cash in on that sort of underground hype that was kind of coming around with those sort of artists at that time? Um, I don't really give a fuck about none of that shit. Like, that shit was, like, five years ago, so, like, I was, like, 25 years old, and I didn't really care, like, it, you know, it's kind of over now, so I don't know what they were trying to do. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> to be honest, I, you know, it's, it's over now. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, what's your, you know, when what's going on in the WWE right now, you know, what's your thoughts about, you know, some of the storylines that are going on right now? Um, shit, man, it's kind of whack, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, I think that, it, 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 I think it's a little too corporate and sterile now, you know what I'm saying? Like, just as far as the creativity of it is not necessarily there. They're trying to get it to, like, an assembly line type of thing. Yeah. You know, like, kind of like how you hear the same song on the radio every day, even though it's different people, but they all sound the same. Right. And I feel like that's what wrestling is kind of becoming, like, you know, it's, a, it's so formulaic and it's not organic that... It, it doesn't. If you're a, if you're a long time fan, it doesn't really thrill you like that. It's it's kind of like Disney on Ice. Like um, you know they go. You know how Disney on Ice. They may go and do the same show in Toronto that they do in New York that they do in Cali. You know it's the same show. Right. Traveling circus kind of. And wrestling was always like a soap opera. That week the week it would change. You want to see who's gonna have the next week. Who's gonna betray who? But like now it's kind of gotten to the point where it's like to me anyway. It's just like. They try to like like uh they try to make the same show every week. So like say you never watched it before, yeah. you can follow it. That's how they try to make it to me. Like it's just like the exact same thing. Like okay, like if somebody has a catchphrase, they'll tell you what it means. Like Roman, uh, like Bray Wyatt to come out, they'll say, oh yeah, he calls those his fireflies. Like when everybody has their phone up, it's like yo. I say this every fucking week. Like we know this by now, but right. they like try to they try to create these buzzwords. Divas Revolution every week to so, like if somebody never seen it, they're gonna watch it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, they could follow along. But it, it's a detriment to the people who watch it every week religiously because it's like we're watching the same shit over and over again. Like that's all. It just becomes the same shit over and over again. So I, I, I don't know. This shit is weird. And I'm not even one of those people that like to complain about wrestling a lot, but I just wanted to get my vent on. I told you I was going to rant a little bit. That's <laughs> no, all good. But, yeah, and th- yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's definitely like a high level of, you know, corporate marketing branding that goes on on a regular basis on, on WWE's pro- product, you know. And the funny, the funny thing is, like, every once in a while, you will kind of get something 
that came from sort of a low risk thing that was kind of organic. Um, like something like the the whole New Day thing recently. Yeah, they came off with that, right? It's it's funny when it first started, they were trying to be this whole like kind of positivity sort of thing, and everybody hated it. Everybody hated it. It was it was just yeah. flailing, but then they just kind of let them sort of play with it and expand it, and it really hit with everything. But and doesn't that show you how good it could be if they didn't control every fucking thing? Like everything is scripted now, and you know, like. You know, that's that's the problem with it. And they wonder why people be, like, mad all the time. It's just like when Daniel Bryan was popping, like, two years ago now. Yeah. But when they, when D-Rod was popping, it was like they did everything to try to make him not, like, <laughs> don't like him, don't like him. Like, I've never seen no shit like that in my life. Like, right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, how you don't want us to like him? You know, and it made people like him more. That's why they could never bring him back to wrestle again. You know, like... Like, I'm sure he can wrestle now, but, like, they'll never let him wrestle again because the more you put, the more, like, they try to hide him from people, when he comes back, he's just going to be bigger. Right. And you don't want him to be big. You know what I'm saying? So, and, like, the New Day, they got over organically. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just, they didn't know what to do with them. So they start coming. They was writing their own promos. And they come with a whole bunch of black shit anyway. They don't they don't know. They don't probably know. Vince don't probably know the references these dudes. I don't know. He promos, does. You know? <laughs> nah. So they're getting away with it because their verbiage is like, you know they're writing it. You know, they know they're coming. You know they're sitting in the back like, right, what you, you want to do this week? Oh, we can do this. That'd be funny. Ah, ah, ah. So, like, you know, that's – but Vince, I, I, I listened to them when it was on um on Jericho's shit, on his uh, podcast, and um uh, I think Xavier Woods was like, yeah, when we first – uh when we first did the gimmick, like, Vince was upset that people didn't like it. Like, he really thought it was crazy. Like, he thought that was going to be some shit. Like, he thought, like, yeah, they're going to be like Cena. Like, he really thought that. Like, right. he didn't understand why people didn't like it. You know, he really thought they was going to be, like, a popular, fun team for the people. Like, so that shows how out of touch he is. Like, so that just shows, like, shit is dope, man. You got you to watch NXT now, man. So anything you can do. Oh, NXT is great. Like, oh, the th- but like the thing with the New Day thing, that's kind of, it's it's there's something weird kind of going on right now though. The New Day thing pops so good that it sounds like, to a certain extent, um, other wrestlers like the Usos and this. Uh, they also have you seen the new, this new stable of Social Outcasts? Yeah, that shit is why. It sounds like the social outcasts <laughs> and the Usos are trying to kind of cash in on the sort of New Day style. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like rap, once again, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like when someone pops off with something organically, next thing you Anybody know, you have... Next thing you know, you have a slew of rappers after that, mm-hmm. you know, biting that style, you know. And that's something I feel like is very dangerous for WWE because it's like... It's gonna it's gonna burn them all out, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I, I see that. I see that. The new day is kind of getting played out too, a little bit, you know. It's weird, but you know they just don't have nobody. To, like you know what I was thinking? This is my fantasy booking right here. All like, right. This is my. I was like, uh, they they kind of playing out because they don't have nobody to compete with them. Like now they're feuding with like Jericho and the Usos. Like yeah. Nobody wants to see Jericho no more, man. Get him out of here. You know what I mean? Like, it's time for the young... It's like this young nigga movement got to come in. Like, nobody want to hear Big Daddy Kane right now. He's great, but nobody want to hear him right now. So, um, 
Well, what I was saying, I was like, yo, they need Enzo and Cash to come up and shoot with them because that would be crazy, right? Yes, like, yes. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, now is the time. Like, okay, like, I think right at the Royal Rumble or something, now you got to bring Because Enzo and Cash, they've been in NXT for like 100 years, you know? So I'm thinking, like, you actually, anybody that's a good heel, they need a good somebody to rival them. Like, you can't just have them come out there or every week and just talk. Because people going to be like, all right, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're not even. Who you mad at? What, what's the problem? Like, these dudes, that's why they're playing out like that, because they don't have nobody to play them. You know, imagine if they had Enzo to play off. You know, like, that would be crazy. That would be saying? phenomenal. And that's, you can run that to WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? Like, all day. That, you know what I mean? What was, crazy, what was crazy about the New Day, though, there was this one week um, on, on Raw, I believe, this was months back, where they ended Raw with New Day laying out all the top guys in the company. Like, seeing Yeah, they, got, they came off. I've seen that. And they came off as these... Ju- for, a mo- for that time, they came off as not the funny, entertaining New Day as these guys that were just wrecking shit, you know? Yeah, he's putting that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did not... You know, continue it. continue it at all. They just, you know, it was just for that week. And I feel like if they extended that, where these guys were just coming out and just laying people out, whooping some ass, yeah, that's yeah. it would have been like at this point, it would be like so much better for them. Yeah, they need they need a dark side because they are heels, like they are bad. You know what I'm saying? So like, they do need to whoop some ass. I never thought about that. You know, you're right. Like they, because I mean, they got the. They got the, They need to be like funny, but still have that root. Right, where when yeah. you just hit that, he, like with a flick of switch, like they just turn just, just clear the ring out, just lay out everybody, you know. Yeah, sure. Because you know it's funny as you say that because as entertaining as they are, you still don't really take them. Even they, they've been chance for a minute too, but you don't really take them serious as okay. They can whoop this dude. They can whoop these these guys ass. Or you know they'll probably pull it off on some funny shit. Right. But like. They really need to be whooping some ass. Because, I mean, you got Big E. That dude is humongous. Like, you know, he can whoop the average dude's ass. Like, it's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not not believable, you know? Right. But I don't know. That That's just true. That's true. They do need to kind of get a vicious streak. But nobody has a fucking vicious streak in wrestling anymore. Like, who whoops that? Brock is the only one that whoops anybody's ass. Like, <laughs> right. Everybody's a fucking game. You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking game to everybody. Like, Ryback is a big bodybuilding motherfucker. Can't beat nobody up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that made no sense. Right, and... Who's scared of? Who's anybody scared of in Russia? Exactly. <laughs> and that that's yeah. the thing that's really missing, and it's just, like, the, the moments that they, like, hint at these mean streaks, people love it. Yeah, And then, true. like, recently, that first time when Roman Reigns started laying people out after he, mm-hmm. uh, after he lost and got screwed, he started laying people out, laying out Triple H, and the crowd just switched and loved him instantly when he did that. Because no, he's not funny, and, like, that's why they play. They play themselves with him. I, I'm not, a, like, you know, I mean, I'm a writer, so I guess I'm creative and shit, but, like, I feel like with him, how they fucked him up, because he's, like, the champion, but is he like, he's, like, kind of, like, not the champion. He has the belt, but it's, like, he don't feel like a champion. Right. You've been watching wrestling a long time. You know what a champion feels like, you know? Right. Like, he doesn't feel like one. It's like when, um, I remember the first time, I don't know if you've been watching wrestling that long, but, like, when um when Kurt Angle won the belt the first time. Yes. And like um it was he was the champion, but he didn't really feel like the champion. Like it was like the Rock was still the champion, or Stone Cold was the champion, Kurt Angle was the champ he had the belt, but 
he didn't respect it. Like, he was like, ah, all right. When he wanted, he, you know, he later on, he became, I mean, Pringle was the shit from day one, but I mean, just, it wasn't right yet. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's how I feel with Roman. I just feel like he got the belt, but I mean, he's a two-time champion already. He'll probably be three-time champion by WrestleMania. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the shit. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I feel like they needed to let him be like a, a loner, mean motherfucker. Like, he, people loved when he came out, he was whooping ass, like, that's what he's supposed to do. They kind of talking about suffering, suck attach, and all this silly shit. Like, he's not The Rock. Like, that's his cousin, but he ain't funny like that. And no. then you can't write funny shit. Like, them dudes, because it's on the person that's delivering the promo. Like, you can't script somebody some funny shit if they're not a naturally funny person, you know? So, I I, I don't know. I'm kind of lukewarm on that kid, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> lukewarm on him. Yeah. Right. If, uh, yeah, with Roman, if they would... If he just doesn't come off as somebody when you know he's just always doing these you know smiling and stuff, you know nah, you really... don't need to do that. You don't need that. No, nah, no. Nah. I seen him. Have you have you gone? Have you gone? Um, have you gone to any events lately? Or I haven't, but they they are coming back to Detroit um, for a RAW uh, next month. Oh, you need to get to it, man. You oh yeah, get to it. I already got my ticket. Yeah, uh, I I seen him at um. I seen Roman. I went to a house show. I seen him. You know, he's dope, live man. I seen him twice actually. Cause I went, I went to the rest the the the, the road before WrestleMania before thirty when Take the Loss. Yeah. I went to that one when the Shield was still together. I went to that one. They, and he's dope in person. Like Roman is dope in person. Like you see him, he looks like a star. Like he doesn't look like the average dude you see walking down the street. Like he looks dope. And like uh, he people like him too. When I went to the house show a couple months ago, people liked him. You know what I mean? Like he 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 could you know he could do it, but it's just they're just trying to shut. They're trying to force it. Even with this new shit they got going on with him and Vince, and I'm like, the fuck is this shit? Like it's not it's not even really like entertaining. I mean, you've seen it so many times, like Vince versus somebody. Like we've seen it so many times. Just do something else, like, you know? Like all right, let's talk about some good shit. I don't want to complain no more, man. Let's, <laughs> let's let's talk about complain. let's talk about NXT. Uh, you know. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Like, uh, who's uh, who's some of the people you like in NXT? Um, I like everybody in NXT. I don't think it's anybody I dislike. Right. I don't. Um, oh, you know who I don't like? I don't like. Uh, I don't want to go to. Uh, I don't like uh, the new dude, Elias Samson, the Drifter. Oh yeah. <laughs> nah, he's trash. I kind of like him though, but I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. I just maybe like the the drifter type, but I don't know. It's I don't I like his look. I don't like the gimmick. I like his look though. I, yeah, I think I like the look more than like mm. the gimmick itself or whatever. But we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I liked Bull. I liked Bull Dempsey because he's from Brooklyn, so I had you know I fuck with him off the, off the top. Um, <laughs> who else? I mean, I like Finn. I like Finn. Uh, I love uh, Oscar, man. I'm in love with that chick. Oscar is gonna be. I think Oscar could be a big deal. You know. Yeah, uh, she could. Just she's very entertaining in the ring. Very, very athletic. And the thing, and from and from a corporate standpoint, she's definitely a a merch machine. If you yes, look at it. Yes. The masks, the t-shirts, and everything. Yeah. The little girls are already buying that shit. You know. Yeah, yeah, so Tom and Bailey, they they got something with them. Some. Yeah, with with Oscar and Bailey, they're Bailey. they're definitely yeah. gonna be you know big entities in in wrestling because you, you love you love watching them, but there's so much to kind of gravitate towards in their in their own little universe. 
Yeah, sure, sure. I'm always scared that Asuka's going to, like, legit hurt somebody, though. Yeah, she, she hurt Dana Brooke, I think. She <laughs> fucked that shit up. Because she still, she still has that Japanese sort of strong style. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if these these other women are used to that shit. Yeah, they're not. They're not <laughs> used to that. But it, they, you know what, what, what benefits them is they all in training, so it's not like... It's not like they've been wrestling 10 years and this bitch just come kicking their fucking head off. Like, they learning to take those kicks early on, you know? So, they good, you know? I, she know how to do it, too. I'm sure she, she makes it look better than it feels. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I fuck with Dana Brooke, too. I like Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke is dope, son. Yeah. Don't sleep on her. She's going to be some shit. Oh, definitely. I, I feel, think she's going to be something. I feel like there's been a lot of good, you know, women wrestling in that's come out of NXT. Um, yeah, when they get to the main roster, it's over, you know, but uh, yeah. you can enjoy them, and, you know, it's over, like, oh my God, like, it's just crazy, but you can enjoy them on, um, you can enjoy them in NXT, but when they go up, you just gotta let them go. Right, because cause some, <laughs> some, some of my favorite just wrestling matches, period, were stuff like uh, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Um, yeah, that was amazing. That one, uh, the Bailey versus um, Sasha Banks at uh, uh, Brooklyn Takeover. Yeah, I was there. I was there live for that one. That was that was crazy. That was intense. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have been at that that show. Yo, that show was fucking crazy. Yo, it was only tag. They killed it. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you know you know who's fucking dope too. Speaking of tag team, um, Dash and Dawson, kid. Oh yeah, dude. They ill, son. They're like a couple Arn Andersons. <laughs> yeah, they ill, son. They ill. Like people sleeping on them. You know, I like them. I like Blake and Murphy too, man. Yeah, those there's some good. Those are some good tag teams. You know. Yeah. And, and oh, and Blake, I, she got the little fatty. Oh yeah. <laughs> she got the chunky. Yeah, that shit is nice. Small but fierce. Yeah, that shit is rough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And um. But um. And also, I really like um, um, Chad Gable and uh, Jordan. Uh, Jordan and Gable, right? Yeah, yeah they're I, crazy. They they remind you of uh, like Kurt Angle, like Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Hawk type shit, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're crazy. Chad. And Gable just has that great just line where it's just ready, willing, and come on, say it with me. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yo, what bugs me out? It's like, are these dudes like, why is everybody a good promo on NXT? And then they get to the main roster and they promo trash. Like, I don't get that either. Like, dudes I, is funny. Like, dudes is funny. Right. I think, you know? I think down there, they just have a lot more freedom. And um, the people, the people that make decisions on the main roster don't, are not doing that in NXT. They're not a part of that, you know, decision making. That it's very <laughs> it's very separated, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's why there's so much like freedom down in NXT to uh you know, to try to work on your characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Cuz you you had like you mentioned before, you have uh, Enzo and Big Cass and these guys are just doing everything that's ever been cool about like a tag team. Mm-hmm. They they sort of have that Shawn Michaels and Diesel dynamic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you know as soon as they come out they're doing the promos and they have all these little catchphrases and mm-hmm. everybody loves them you know. Mm-hmm. And you uh oh how you feel about Tyler 
being in the main roster. How you like him so far up there? That's something that just kind of fell flat, you know, and it seems yeah. like they're they're sort of like kind of giving up on it and giving up on him, right? Yeah, and he was somebody down in NXT that like his thing was so cool, man. He'd come out with that. Yeah, he was really good, man. He'd come out with that extra swaggy sort of entrance, man. Yeah, <laughs> and he plays that character so well, man. Oh, like, he's he plays the shit out in of it, character. like. Him, like him and Kevin Owens, are always just kind of in their character. Always, yo, on social Kevin media. Champs, by the end of the year, I hope so, man. I hope so. You'll see it. No, I think I think he will. Any think about it like this, right? This is how I kind of figured it out. Who else do they make look tough? Like he's the only one that even looks like a bad guy. Right, like, right. It's him and Brock. They know only two. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nobody in Triple H. The Triple H is old. Like, my kids lying. But, um, yeah, like, yo, so I'm telling you, I think he's going to win the money in the bank. That's my bet. I think, yeah, I think Kevin Owens, I think Kevin Owens will, will eventually get something. He'll get, yeah. He, I think he can be that guy, you know? They're, they're definitely, you know, making him, look tough you know you know he's yeah. on that point right now where he's on that sort of seething sort of psychotic sort of you know anger when he's laying people out you know yeah i think so too i, I tell you all it's crazy man i mean i do i do it's busy so yeah and have you have you been uh following all the rumors about uh you know cats like aj and nakamura and uh Carl Anderson and Gallows coming to uh, WWE? Yeah, I heard about it. I seen AJ last night say he's going to be in the Rumble. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, like... On YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I seen it when I, I came from a strip club. I seen that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, uh, yeah, yeah, that shit is crazy, kid. Uh I think Nakamura, I think they're gonna do him like a kind of I think I think Oscar, Hussey says kinda of made him look at Nakamura like, oh he could be a male Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so I think that's kinda of where they're gonna go with him. But and when he gets to the main roster, it's over. You know, so you better just enjoy him at NXT, man. <laughs> like it's over. But I, I mean I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I think out of all like sure. the I think that out of all the the Japanese guys, Nakamura could has the possibility to be successful because how how do you feel about the time? What's that? How do you feel about um Kenta? Oh, yeah, I I love that guy, you know. Um unfortunately he got he got hurt, you know, so it was really kind of um it just kind of stopped where you know where he was, you know, where they were going with him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even more so with Nakamura that he even without saying much he just like exudes this sort of kind of rock star attitude, so much charisma that yeah. I feel like that out of anybody that comes from Japan, like he could be, you know, that guy over here for, you know, some amount of time, you know, I don't know if it'd be an extended amount of time, but like, I, you know, I'm very, I hope all things go well with him because he is one of my favorites on the planet. Yeah, he's he's crazy. Yeah, he he's just he's straight brilliant, man. So I'm just wondering what the how they gonna fuck that up. But nah, <laughs> nah, I hope it goes well, man. Did you? How you feel? How you feel? AJ's gonna do? I don't. 
I think with AJ and like I've read this on like on other you know on other websites and stuff like that. I feel like with AJ, for him to be successful, they gotta like promote him as like this dude is special. He's been all around the world, uh, and he just wants he he's coming here to prove prove himself. He doesn't need WWE, but this is like the only place that he really hasn't taken over, you know, and killed it, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like they need to, like, build him up as that sort of person, you know? Yeah, who who would you like to see him feud with? Like, let's say, let's say you just go straight to the main roster. Who is he feuding with? Man, it, it's kind of hard these days as everybody, like, got hurt. Everybody's, <laughs> Everybody's injured, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, sure, I forgot about that. Because, like... Like AJ an AJ Styles Seth Rollins thing would be would be, would be awesome. Their matches would be great, you know. Or um, uh, him and Cesaro would be good too. Oh yeah, that would definitely be be great. Yeah. Um, I just you know I hope that he's somebody that they you know say he's he this is a special this is something special you're about to mm-hmm. witness you know, and it's funny though and you already you already know that. WWE is gonna totally ignore his TNA past. Absolutely, they're probably allude to it. Like, oh, he's been all over the world. You, like that was probably <laughs> AJ Styles was probably like the one wrestler that TNA can actually say we sort of made this thing happen. Yeah, yeah, him and like um, yeah, him EC3 too. <laughs> yeah, EC3 also. That was someone that. That uh, everybody else kind of slept on, and yeah, but he'll be in WWE left like next year, man. He's coming. <laughs> man, he's coming. He know he's coming. He's coming. Did you ever? Um, did you like going back to Nakamura? Did you ever see the match from like, like years ago when Nakamura went against Brock Lesnar out in uh, New Yo, Japan? I keep seeing it on YouTube, like in my suggested videos, but I haven't watched it yet. But I, I, I heard he was like a different Nakamura back. Yeah, like, it, a little more clean. Yeah, it was a little bit more clean, but it was crazy. Like to look, watch that, you're like, "Oh my god, this could be something that we could see in in WWE." Legitimately, yeah, you're gonna need somebody like that to beat Brock because they made him look like Doomsday now. Like he's gonna beat him. Shit, so. <laughs> right, and I feel like that's another thing that they could eventually do is like, they're at this point where Brock's beating everybody, so you have mm-hmm. somebody come in and be like, "Oh, I can beat this guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, because cause, uh, Nakamura has, you know, he's the king of strong style, you know. You got the king mm-hmm. of strong style versus Mr. Suplex City, you know. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. So I feel like that could be something that... Because somebody got to be Brock eventually, right? Right. Be- because for years you had this Brock Lesnar that could be beat. Yeah, I remember that. But Absolutely. but then they brought him back and now he's like he's a prize fighter, or you know just does these sort of matches where he just lays the guys out now. He can't be beat, and, and I think it's crazy. It's kind of dope, but it's kind of a waste of him too because he can really wrestle. Like he's not doing a lot of shit that he could do because he's just like super like, You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Like, but he's just busy. Like you see, you know who uh, I want to see come back to is Angle. Right, right now he's kind of uh, right now Angle's doing his kind of like farewell tour in TNA. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, 
like uh, TNA just got got a new TV deal with uh, Pop TV. Okay. And he's he's doing matches again with them, but it's like a fail a farewell tour, and right. um, I don't know if that means farewell from wrestling period or just farewell from TNA. You know. I mean, as soon as he's done, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He gotta go. One of the greatest of all time, you know. Definitely. So, and uh, yeah, because yeah, Kurt Angle was somebody. Kurt Angle was somebody that I was just like, I almost like loved to hate him. You know, I liked mm-hmm. having him around. You know, because I was like, his like sort of that sort of clean cut arrogance that he had. You yeah. know, that was just like yeah, he's one. He's one. Of the, I think we all took him for granted. Like, you know, because he's so good for so long, consistent. Oh, definitely, right. definitely. It was just, yeah. you could always kind of count on him to sort of bring it home, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, he's in a match, oh, that's classic. You know, like, off the top, like, oh, yeah, that's going to be good, yeah. Like, you remember back in uh, 2001 when he just had those series of matches with Benoit? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Those crazy. were those were just crazy, you know? Those were just, yeah, so, yeah. just so next level and stuff. And, and yeah, I think I think that was some, he, he was very underestimated, it was just kind of like you just knew that he was. Even the one, remember he had a he had a bunch of Brock that was crazy. Yeah, it's it's like he's he's always able to bring it home, you know. So mm-hmm. that that's somebody. And who... he's still in pretty good shape. Like he could still go, man. Like he could still go, you know. He said um last time he tried to come to the WWF, Triple H didn't want to talk to him. You know, Triple H the one who signs everybody. Yeah. He said Triple H was like, Nah, I don't want that. We don't need you. Like, I'm like, what? what? But I guess Triple H know like he'll make him look bad. Like, oh yeah, like people will forget about how great I am if this dude come back. I feel like he'd be on that type of shit. He's a hater. <laughs> He's a hater. Oh well. Um there's yeah, there's word that uh that Carl Anderson and uh and Doc Gallows from, you know, the Bullet Club are gonna come to yeah. uh they're coming to WWE also and you know you know, I guess the rumors are, you know, they'll probably go down to NXT and, you know, they might do the whole, like, Balor Club thing. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. I mean, Sid is dope to me. I think he's a little overrated, though. You know what I'm saying? So, apparently, um, apparently recently in house shows, they've been having um, Finn work as a heel at a few of the house shows recently. Oh, so, yeah, he's going to turn bad. He'll probably be the one that hurt uh, Hideo. <laughs> right, because they, they remember somebody hurt Hideo. Yeah, they, they never, yeah, they never really said who did that, and they alluded to Kevin yeah. Owens doing it, but they never really said who hurt. Or it could have just been Kevin Owens on his bullshit, like yeah, no, no, it's, you know, like you don't know. But I think it was it's probably Balor because he's the one who benefited the most. You know what I mean? So I was thinking that, but that that, that that's a good way to turn him heel. And then you got the dude from Japan, that you know, it's kind of you know. The thing is, I really, I'm really excited to um to have someone like Carl Anderson come through because I he is one of my favorites also, and I just mm-hmm. really want him to be a, a big thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want him to be successful because he's for his for his size and look, he's actually really athletic and and can move around the ring. Has a good move set. He got a good attitude. He got an old school wrestler attitude. Yeah, and he's so good on the mic too. So hilarious. And I think that he can actually uh, sort of 
he can go so many ways, you know. Out in Japan and on like his podcast that he would do, he'd be very dirty mm-hmm. and shit, you know. Those guys were talking I so never much. Heard it. Oh, you ever you ever hear the Talking Shop podcast? No, no. Um, they you know, with with the new developments, they've uh they're on hiatus now. But um Oh yeah, oh yeah, they definitely coming over here. Cause I know um Nakamura confirmed it, he spoke about it. Yeah, and yeah, cause yeah. they cause uh New Japan stripped him of his uh IC belt. Yeah, yeah, he's coming. Yeah. I think he goes to the performance in the next month. I saw, I saw it online. Yeah, and that's pretty like, much the same thing with uh, with sure. uh, with uh, <laughs> Anderson and Gallows, that they're going to be, like, coming to the uh, performance center soon. Oh, um, okay. And... Um, I don't think AJ is going to do that. AJ don't need that shit, man. <laughs> no, nah, with AJ, that he he's kind of going to be someone who just kind of goes right to the, the main roster because... Uh, he's older than those guys. He's a little bit more solidified in his past. And he's been working on American TV for like a hundred years. You know, like you don't really need to know none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. How you feel about TNA, man? You never bring TNA up. TNA. This is the this is the the thing about TNA. They just re like I said, they just recently got this uh, new TV deal on Pop TV. Mm-hmm. Um. And the first two weeks have actually been the best programming that, that they've done in a while. Mm. Um, when they were on Destination America, it was like really a lot. Of, a lot of the storylines and whatnot was very confusing. Um, their pay per views are complete trash. They don't make any sense in comparison to yeah, uh, yeah. into the regular TV. Um, but I feel like these past the, the first two weeks they've they've been on uh pop tv they sort of mm-hmm. dialed it dialed it back a little bit because one of the, the most the things that was most annoying to me about that product is that it was like the whole product was like in your face totally like the announcers were like so like hyped up that you're like dude chill <laughs> like chill man. Yeah, 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 yeah. that the 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 announcers uh josh matthews and um um the pope I was like, I hate these guys. I hate listening to these guys. But the these first couple of weeks on Pop TV, they actually like sort of dialed it back, and it's sort of like more enjoyable. They um, they're 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 kind of referencing stuff from last year, but they're kind of bringing up n- newer stuff now. Okay. And it's really okay. good. Um, are you are you fam- familiar with uh, Mike Bennett? No, yo, I don't know shit about TNA, man. Oh, uh, Mike Bennett <laughs> actually came from Ring of Honor. Okay, okay, all right, all right. I, I, I'm like, I don't really know a lot of ROH dudes. You know what I'm saying? I know once they blow, and then I go back and listen to big shit. Yeah, Mike Bennett was in Ring of Honor as a part of this crew uh, called The Kingdom. Uh, I heard of The Kingdom. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember Maria from uh, WWE? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's his wife. Um, all right, it was Maria Canellis. Yeah. Canellis? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's his wife. And she, um, right. them, them two went to TNA and uh, he All just right. premiered on there. And he has this, uh, this sort of gimmick as like being the miracle of uh, pro wrestling. And it's actually really fucking cool, man. No word. I'm going to check it out. I don't have Pop TV though, so I got a YouTube stuff. Yeah, there's clips and stuff <laughs> online and stuff, but, um, there's, um, it's, I'm very, I'm very optimistic. I, you know, TNA has always been that thing where it's just like people are waiting for it to like sort of either die or solidify more. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and they recently had a window, but they fucked it up bringing in all the old ass wrestlers. That's what turned off. That's what really turned it off for me all those years. Because every time I turned it on, I would just see all these old guys in suits yammering mm-hmm. to each other, you know. Yeah, and, and it's like, dudes can't even take bumps no more. Motherfuckers can't even bend their knees. Like, get, let it go. You know what I mean? Like, let it go. But the crazy thing was, if you got past all that mush of like the old dudes, like the younger like X Division guys. We're so crazy, yeah. we're incredible, you know. Mm-hmm. You had AJ Styles, you had um, you know, Hero and Saban, and um, you had um, Sanjay Dutt. You had all these guys that were just making these, having these incredible matches on a weekly basis, you know. And they just getting buried by like Scott Hall stumbling out and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. That's why I never watched it because I was just like, oh, they they bugging like. They're bugging. Right. The X Division in TNA all those years was very, it was very reminiscent of that cruiserweight division in WCW. Yeah, I can see that. Where it was just like, we all we all love those cruiserweight matches, but to a certain extent, they didn't get all the respect uh, in comparison to the heavyweights and yeah, yeah. the bigger and the heavyweight guys. matches, if you go back and... I know you got the network. Yeah. A lot of the matches was trash, dude. Very like, trash. <laughs> trash. There, there was a lot of trash matches. <laughs> Some of the, the big guys, man. Oh, my. Yeah, was... man. Especially, like, when they were all winding down, like, 99. Like, you got Macho Man. Like, yo, dudes was in there putting in some trash, like, trash matches. Like, what is this? You know, the dudes that really, to me, um... How do you feel about Bray? I don't know. It's popped in my head. How do you feel about Bray Wyatt? I love Bray Wyatt. He's one of my favorites. But I've hated what they've, you know, what they've been doing with him. He, like, for so long, he was, like, when he first came out, he was, like, just, you know, killing shit. When he Mm -hmm. first came up to the the main roster. And then afterwards, when he was really starting, they are starting to push this whole, the new face of fear, he kept losing. And how could you be the new face of fear if you keep losing, you know? Yeah, they, and they dropped that real quick. Like, they, they forgot they even had that out there. Like, to me, that, that whole, that, they just fumbling that kid, man. That dude is ill. He's ill, man. Like, oh, the, he deserves so much more. Yeah. You know? the, the thing is, the, the moment in time when it should have all happened is he should have beat The Undertaker. Absolutely. But they was back into a corner because they couldn't have The Undertaker lose two years in a row. Right. But he should have. shouldn't even have did it. That's my thing. Yeah, they shouldn't they have even, even done it. it then. You know, it, no. they should have done it at another pay per view, and had Undertaker put Bray Wyatt over, and then even if he would have put him over and then get his win back, right? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, they, I wouldn't have been mad at that. But they should have. They should have had Bray Wyatt beat the Undertaker, and it would have made everything make sense. <laughs> yep. It would have erased all his losses. So. Right. It would have made everything make sense. But, but you know who they did let him beat? Only person he beat was Daniel Bryan. <laughs> right. Of course. They yeah, did. Like, yo, and that match was crazy. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. It was a uh, Royal Rumble last year. Yeah, no, the year before last, I believe. Yeah. And that match was that match was amazing, man. That's one of my favorite matches in the past couple years. But yeah, he beat he beat D. Bryan, no problem. One, two, three. Right in the middle. Of course, because <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like with cats like Daniel Bryan and even like CM Punk, the 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 
the way that the crowd, the audience, kind of made those guys, like, forced the WWE to, like, fuck with them. It kind now of, like... you gotta force somebody to... You know, that shit is so insane to me. Like... Right. We gotta force you to make... Like, I like them. Just, just, just do it. Like, what is there to... Shit is crazy. And now they're trying to force Roman. Like, I feel like that's how they did this, like, a reverse for, re- forceful. Like... Right. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's crazy the impact that cats like CM Punk and uh, Daniel Bryan had. It's to the point where chants for those guys still happen to this day. Yeah, man. And they're going to always happen. And that that is so... When something like that happens, it's so special. And you would think that you'd want to, like, cash in on that. Nah, they don't want that. It, That's like it. When people like The Rock, they they be like, "Nah, fuck The Rock, man. We put you going with Billy Gunn, man. He looks better, man. Like, you know, like imagine that shit. You know, that shit is crazy to me. Right. And, I don't understand it. And what? You know, another thing about The Rock was too, like, he popped off so hard, but he was somebody that was able to get a lot of people over too, or at least try. Yo, he ne- he never cared about losing. He always lost. He if took he lost, he... the Rock used to stake in his ass for. He never cared. He took a lot of L's, man. <laughs> Yo, I remember Goldberg when Goldberg came. Goldberg beat the shit out of him. I think it's like I forgot what event that was. Right. Goldberg beat the shit out of him. That's when he was like Hollywood Rock, and he was just talking mad shit. Right. Goldberg whooped his ass, like, and he lost. He didn't care. Like it didn't affect him. I just feel like like somebody like Punk, they never met like D. Bride. They don't care because they know like people love them, like. If they lose, it don't matter to them, like because they know, like they'll just come out, say some shit the next day. Everybody forget they even lost, you know. Like I, I don't like dudes that don't be want to lose and shit. Like oh man, let the young guys come up, you know. Yeah, and like uh, oh, what were you gonna say? No, I was just saying like yeah, there's there's a lot. I feel like there's a there's a time when, like right now, that that needs to happen. There's these older guys that kind of need to, sort of put over these younger guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even, like, with Seth, you know, like, he lost. He had the belt, and he was losing, like, every fucking match. <laughs> right. <laughs> that shit was crazy to me. Because, you know, I stopped watching wrestling for, like, uh, 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, I stopped watching, like, O2, and I just came back maybe, like, three years now. You know? I kind of was, like, the same way. I, like, around yeah. that 2001, 2002 era, I was just, like... Once I saw Cena, I stopped watching wrestling. The funny thing is, right now I'm like on the network. I'm going back, starting in like 2001 and watching the WWE on um, pay per views. Yeah. And it's funny. The first part of like the first part of 2001 is actually really good, but then when they mm-hmm. start doing the uh, WCW invasion angle, yeah, just yeah. went the shit. And I'm like, how did this product it go so? horribly so quick you know and yeah, to me once they uh, so, so oh so you stopped when, when, when did you stop watching this acting when wcw died you just like short it, it was shortly after that um because mm-hmm. i watched all that and i was and the funny thing is is that like i don't even i'm going back and watching some of the stuff and i don't even remember it even though i was watching it yeah me too because it was like too. i totally forgot about like a lot of like the hardcore division stuff in both the WCW mm-hmm. and WWF, and I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. shit, I remember this. I remember when they just brought all the ECW guys over. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, but I stopped watching a little after yeah. that. You know when I stopped when they split the 
when they had like one side for Raw, one side for SmackDown. Like yeah, that was around the same time I did. I thought that was, in theory, that's kind of it's, it can be a good idea, but I feel like they executed it really wrong. Yeah. Because, turned me off. I was like, man, fuck this shit. Because there's, <laughs> there's definitely ways that you can make the whole brand split thing kind of happen. And they need to do it now, though. Yeah, and, and they could do it right now, and and it would, it might benefit. Have you have you been watching mm-hmm. any of the the new Smackdowns on uh, USA? No, I haven't watched it yet. But I heard I heard the announcers really good. Uh, yeah, R- R- Ronaldo. R- yeah, Mauro Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's come from uh the like an MMA MMA background. Um, he used to uh he did all the announcing for the. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling shows on uh, Access TV. Yeah, yeah. And I, he brings, he, he brings something totally amazing to that show. It's so much more entertaining, you know. And I'm so, I was so happy when I heard that he was gonna be a part of SmackDown because I, I was already a fan of his. And it, that that sort of announcing aspect to wrestling really really helps you get into these matches and i feel like he do, he's someone that can really help you sell the matches yeah you need that man you do suck <laughs> they're put they're putting so much crap like giving so much instructions to all the other announcers like michael cole and all them with all these different things about social media and all these yeah. branding and marketing things that they can't even like properly just call the match, you know, and people yeah, like sure. that, you know, back when you had like, you know, all the great like announcing teams of the, you know, back in the day, you know, when you had King and uh, JR, uh, even with like when Heyman was a part of it or Taz was a part of it. Or even way back with like Gorilla Monsoon and mm-hmm. Jesse the Body, and even when Vince was doing it, man, you were just like, it was that those those announcers were was were such a vital part of the whole experience, you know. Yeah, now it's like they like, I don't know, it's just neutered. It's very neutered, man. Yeah, but I yeah. but I feel like with Maru Nalo, he he really kind of brings that sort of like old school kind of flavor. And he's mm-hmm. he's really he's really knowledgeable about the whole fighting world, and his uh, his roots are in are in wrestling. The first you know, like announcing that he did was uh, in wrestling. I think it was um, Stu Hart's old Stampede Wrestling that he okay. first announced. Oh, he's an older dude. Yeah, he's like he's like in his late forties, I think. So when he was really young, okay. he was actually doing like 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 stampede wrestling and stuff like that mm-hmm. he's maybe like late 40s early 50s or something like that but he's been like so much a part of just all sorts of different sort of wrestling and fighting that he's very knowledgeable about like everything so he and he knows how to i gotta watch him i check it out yeah what it, like out. like smackdown is so much better now like for a while smackdown was just sort of like that other thing. It doesn't even, yeah, it doesn't even make sense to watch that. It's like main event or some shit. Right, it was getting like that, but I feel I feel like it's 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 a bit better now, and I feel like they're bringing a little bit more thought into that show, which is really okay. good, you know. So you know, hopefully, you know, that continues and they kind of help the you know storylines. 
But All like, right, so one question, yeah, and I gotta go. Okay. Who's the greatest? Who's the greatest of all time? Greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm, for me, I would go with off the top of my head, Steve Austin. All right, so can't even disagree with you. I want to disagree with. <laughs> I think with Steve Austin, it was just like any time he just presented himself, like just everything was just better. Everything was just exciting, you know. Yeah, sure. And you could just he made it. So it, it, it just made everything better, and it was just like you knew you knew you know when he was around, somebody was gonna get their ass kicked, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew something. Serious. Something was gonna happen, and. He was so he was very quick-witted with everything that it made everything sort of and so much so many things stuck. Like people still do the what to this yeah, day. Sure. <laughs> and, and he was he was fucking hilarious. Dude. Yeah, he was just <laughs> hilarious. So I I really think that you know he you know he's probably the greatest. I mean, there's a lot of people that. You can say is the greatest, but I, that would be who I would think. You know, who's yours? Yeah, me too. Yeah, Stone Cold, man, all day, by far. You oh, I mean, he's like he's a, he'll never be topped ever. And I know a lot of people say The Rock, but I don't think The Rock was good as Stone Cold. Nah, like no, he's he's definitely up there, along with someone like Ric Flair, also. Yeah, yeah. I would put Hogan, The Rock, and Stone Cold as like the Mount Rushmore. You know what I'm saying, Rushmore, but. I don't know who I would have as the fourth person. I can't. I can't decide on that one. But uh, yeah, the Rocky, he was good. But Stone Cold, he's just he's just the best. I think. I think if you want to put like that that wrestling, you know, Mount Rushmore, I think that you could put Ric Flair up there. Yeah, I think so too. Because because of everything, I wouldn't be mad at him. He he was the one. He was the one guy that came from the a whole uh, sort of territory part of you know wrestling that and i think this is something this sort of ideal needs to come back where he would go to other territories and make their top guy look good but still mm-hmm. make the, have the vic still have the victory leave out with the with his belt but make their top guy look good and get him yeah, over sure. more you know yeah, rick Flair is like the ll cool j like he's like Every he's been in every era killing it, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he's like the LL rap or wrestling. He could be the greatest, but nobody really says it. But he kind of is, but he isn't. But, Plus, he was always just great. Like his all of his promos were just so. I could sit on YouTube and watch those all day, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, all the Space Mountain, <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> like just the whole idea of him being just this guy that's. Looks like a million bucks at all the times, you know. Yeah, he's a straight player too. Had the ladies. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 was, I heard something you saying how he he's wasted so much bread like playing the character like. Oh. He really was doing all that shit like. <laughs> yeah. He no. He, he he. Him. If you if you uh on the newest like Stone Cold podcast that they did on the network. Um, yeah. He was talking on there how him and Dusty Rhodes would, you know, battle back and forth about who could uh, kind of, like, outdo each other. If, like, one bought a house here, the other would buy a bigger house, you know? 
That's crazy. That's if flexing. one bought a Cadillac, they would buy a bigger Cadillac, you know? One it, bought one. It was flexing. Yeah, they were <laughs> them two back and forth, man. But there were times when he got into, like, huge debt, you know? And yeah, I know. I know he got, um, I read about that. I forgot. I, think I read, like, on one of those did you knows. Like, he, like, Blew, blew a lot of pavement. I think Vince gave it back or some shit like that. Yeah, Vince he got that money. Yeah, he said in the podcast that he was up to uh, like $800,000 in debt to Vince. That's crazy. And uh, there was at a point where, you know, Vince was just kind of going to write it off. But then once he got, he basically, once Ric Flair got a check from like one of those big matches, he just basically just gave it right back. You know, he's like, I want to pay you back, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I want to be a, you know, a stand-up guy and pay you back, but, yeah, he, he was, there were times when he was like really in it, you know, in the, you know, really in it in debt, you know. Too much mix, man. <laughs> right. Too much for a coach, man. <laughs> but yo, man, it, it's been great taking it with you, but I gotta, uh, I gotta skedaddle, man. Oh no doubt, man. But yeah, but thanks for, uh, you know, you know, taking time to do this podcast. This is like. The perfect episode for my podcast, you know? <laughs> all right. All right, cool, man. I hope it's a classic, man. Definitely, man. Yeah, that's definitely stay in touch, man. I definitely want to yeah, be able to talk, to down, with, talk you with know, you again. Uh, text me during the rumble. We can talk shit and all that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. You have a good day. All right, you too. All right, peace. Yeah. All right, well, that was my talk with Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. It's so cool to talk. Like I said, he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite rappers from the past five years or so. So it was really cool to just shoot the shit about wrestling. I know he's a big wrestling fan. Um, go support this dude, man. He has a lot of material out, and a lot of it you can get for free. He's hooked up his fans so hard over the years. Go download some shit. Find the shit that that you can purchase and purchase it. Hook him up, man. Just support. Mr. Motherfucking Esquire, and apparently he does have a new new project coming out soon, and so be on the lookout for that. And it was hopefully I can get him on the show on a regular basis to talk about wrestling. That's that would be my hope. So maybe look out for another episode in the near future with Mr. Motherfucking Esquire because that would be fucking awesome. If you'd like to uh, support the Fresh Is the Word podcast, you can go to our website, which is freshisthepodcast.com. And there's a link at the top that says support the podcast. And on that page, there is a PayPal link that you can donate to. Or there is an Amazon link on there that you can use anytime that you want to purchase anything on Amazon. Use that link, and after you make your purchases, Amazon will shoot some commission back to me. I'll just go to help the show. Also, I definitely appreciate all the listens, and if you definitely want to share the links to the website, crushesthepodcast.com, or any of the links on SoundCloud, that's definitely appreciated and will definitely help support the podcast. You can also reach Fresh is the Word on the social medias at Instagram and Twitter at Fresh is the Word One. That's Fresh is the Word Number One. And on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast and give us a like on that page. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So go ahead and search Fresh is the Word on there. and Go ahead and subscribe to us. And it also would be very helpful if you go onto iTunes and give us a five-star rating and throw some comments on there. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Fresh, 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 fresh is the Word.